This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Right, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a lot going on. Dr. Katie Kuhlman at the bottom of the hour. She's a clinical psychologist. Going to talk to her about facing the price. The price is going through the roof. The Biden inflation, if you will. Facing the gas prices going up like crazy. Facing the news of war and what that means here. And what, what it might mean generally, uh, generationally to different people. I'm of one generation. Carrie and I the same generation. Polo probably the same generation. Uh, then you got Sam, who's the next generation. My mother is the generation before us. And talking about war and what's happening in Ukraine and Russia, it's different depending on the generation. I talked to my mom today, and it was like, you know, my, how's it going? Well, good, except, you know, my heart hurts for this whole thing over in Europe. And I'm like, you know, people in my generation, we're interested and we want to know what's going on, but it's not the same thing as somebody who was born right around, you know, World War II. So it's interesting. We talked to her about that as well and a lot more. Plus, fund the police, defund the police. What do you do? And we're getting different messages. How do you decipher what's true and what's not true? We'll talk to Dr. Kuhlman uh, this hour, and next hour it's going to be – actually, no, we're going to talk to Dr. Kuhlman next hour. See, Kara, see what I did there? Mm-hmm. The big-time broadcast tease. We'll do that hour three is what we'll do. Okay. All right. Hour three. This hour, Papa John. And, you know, when you're talking to the guy – you just want to have a pizza. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Sounds good. Nice guy. Nice. Had not talked to him before. We we hit it off pretty well because I used to be a Domino's a pizza manager. And he got a lot of the concepts for Papa John's from Domino's. And then, um, you know, built something better, you know, in his opinion and in the opinion of many. Then the cancel culture came after him. But, of course, we start the conversation talking about Camaros. Because that's because I'm a gearhead. Deep down, Karen, I'm a gearhead. That's who I am. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We know. On a Tuesday. Uh-huh. If, if one more person sends me some link to some news outlet I've never heard of before about biolabs, I'm gonna I'm just gonna shut the email off. You know what I mean? that well you wanna get thirty emails from people? Oh look, Zero Head says this and Alex Jones says that and you get all these people that are saying things and if you if you whittle it all down, guess who the the source really is? Take a guess who the source is. That he's going there and he's taking out bio labs. I don't know. Google. I don't know. It's Vladimir Putin. Oh, there you go. Of course he's going to say he's doing this for good. So stop sending me your sources because, again, none of them is a, a source that I would trust. Not that they don't believe what they're writing. Maybe they do. But I don't, I don't use InfoWars as a source. I don't. Not to say that Alex Jones hasn't gotten things right. I guess he has. He's also had a lot of problems. So, you know, at the end of the day, there are sources that I'll go to, that I'll trust, that I'll use. There are other sources that I don't necessarily trust, but I'll use them because they're in the mainstream, and then we'll make a decision about what's real. 
this biolabs thing, the source appears to be either the Kremlin or Putin himself. Now, if you want me to trust Putin as he's killing people indiscriminately in Ukraine, I, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't go there. Maybe it's just me. But sending me more emails, Carrie, I'm guessing sending me more emails on that probably isn't going to be helpful. Mm, no, no, it doesn't sound like going to put that out there. Actually. All right, so last hour, a lot of people, a lot of people, what's that? I said it makes you very grumpy. Well, guess who is not going to get any time off then coming up? Guess guess who? No, I, I don't Don't call me grumpy. You don't get to call me grumpy. Actually, I think uh, you're a little grumpy today. You're don't, don't call grumpy. me grumpy. You're be hangry. I don't Grump, know. Grumpet. No, I'm not hangry. Fine. I just had I just had a I just had a, okay. a, a protein bar. Calm down. Okay, that's awesome. Okay. All right. Talk and what I find you. is that the more I tell somebody not to write me, they keep writing. <laughs> they write even more. <laughs> they don't listen. Yeah, they don't listen. Like I'll give you I'll give you an example. Because I think people like the inside baseball. I'll get the couple of emails. Oh, you talk about email too much. Talk about social media too much. Shut up. Yeah. All right. So I get an email from a guy. Uh, actually, he was in my chat room. And again, if you want to see the show like a TV show, you'll see all of us, except Carrie, who decided to not care about the people today. Um, you'll see true. Polo. You'll see Sam, because they're bringing it, because of Ben Broughton. Um, I'm bringing it, too. Polo, okay, well, hold on. I'll show Carrie. Hold on. Oh, there she is. Oh, it's Polo. Look at that. So anyway, um, I, I, this guy shows up in the chat room. If you want to see the, the actual show as we do it on video... It is uh, JoePags.com. Click on Watch Now. JoePags.com. Just click on Watch Now. You can see. You don't have to stay there and watch it. You can go and watch previous shows if you want to see how we did something. And this guy pops in one day. Nice enough guy. Hey, why don't you look into this? And I, and I just ignore it. I try not to get too locked into the, into the chat room. It's got four or 500 people in there. They're all important to me, but we've got 6 million listening, right? So I'm like, okay, you know, I appreciate you. Thanks for telling me. And then he says it again. Then he says it again. And he says it again. And I said, I don't know what that is. Whatever this is. He kept on using this word that I'm not going to say because then it's going to give him what he wants. And, and, and I said, I don't know what that is. Send me an email on it. I'll take a look. So he sends me an email on it. I read through it. I decide, I don't want to cover that on my show. Just didn't want to. Okay. And I sent him an email back. I said, I don't want to cover that. Writes me back. I really wish he would look into it. No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, but I appreciate you. You showed me. I've decided not to. Goes back in the chat room. Starts talking about it some more. And finally, one day in the chat, I said, dude, I have been nice to you. I was cordial. I was polite. I asked you to send me an email. I looked into it. I decided not to make the move. You seem to think I have to. Stop. Carrie, I kid you not. Then he sends me another email, and he, and he attaches some guy who does some other show somewhere that talks about the topic he wants me to talk about and then tells the guy in the email that I'm interested in having him on my show. What? I kid you not. Okay. I'm not making this up. Gotta ignore that. Can't you just ignore that? Well, now I feel bad because the other guy thinks he's going to be on my show and he's not. Hmm. I feel bad. Like if somebody contacted me and and connected Sean or somebody in in the email and said, you know, hey, good news, Sean is going to have you on the show. Yeah, I would expect. You know, first of all, I would say, well, I'm going to be on Sean's show. That's great. But Mm -hmm. Sean would go, I'm not inviting this guy on the show. What are you talking about? It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a problem. At that point, he used like somebody else's excitement, you know, against me, and I'm like, "Stop! Yeah. What are you doing? This poor guy. I don't know who this guy is, and I'm not doing this topic." He writes me two minutes ago. <laughs> I told you you should look into it. Look at the bio labs. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, "What? Uh, okay, that you just gotta, yeah, you." Guys and as I'm speaking, because I wrote him back and I said, "Dude, you gotta stop. 
I was nice to you. I, I, I did what you wanted. I looked it into the topic. I don't want to do the topic. And I think my daughter ended up banning him in the chat room. I didn't ban him, but somebody else did, which is fine because the guy wouldn't stop. He, he's already written back. I haven't read it yet, but I just now wrote him and said, stop. So do I, I should I write them will. and say, please, please email me more and then they'll stop? Well, you know what? Maybe. Yeah. Let's try a little reversal. Maybe that'll help. It's kind of simple. If you want that topic covered, and I've decided I don't feel like it. Ah, lazy, I'm stupid, I'm, whatever the, my issue is, I don't want to do it. It doesn't ring my bell. Start your own show and talk about it three hours a day. Just that topic. There you go. And then you got it. You could actually call the show that word if you want. Wouldn't that be fun? I think that, that would, would be, be fun. Awesome. That would. And here, this is what you get from the Joe Pag show. You won't get it from anybody else. I will complain and whine. Unlike anybody else on the radio, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Except Carrie. Carrie's actually much worse with the complaining oh, and the whining. No, no, oh, it's, not it's an email. Any time up, blah, blah, I'm Carrie. So uh, <laughs> it's 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Uh, last hour, we talked about gas prices, Bidenflation, begging others for oil, cutting off oil from Russia, which, uh, you know, the gas price is almost $4 a gallon now where I get it, uh, in Texas, which is crazy to us. And it's just going to go up. It's going to go through the roof. This hour, I figured we'd start out, why the hell not? Let's talk about the fact that people are facing inflation and they don't have a whole lot of money. They don't have a whole lot of money saved up. And it turns out, as I said yesterday, just in passing, a lot of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Carrie, what do you have? Yeah, from CNBC, as daily life gets more expensive, workers are having a harder time making ends meet. While wage growth is high by historical standard, it isn't keeping up with the increased cost of living, which is growing at the fastest annual pace in about four decades. Wages are up 5.1% over the past year, which is trailing the pace of inflation, said Bangrate.com senior economic analyst Mark Hamrick. Indeed, surging prices are stealing the show on the minds of consumers. When wages rise at a slower pace than inflation, those paychecks won't go as far at the grocery store and the gas pump, two areas of the budget that are getting particularly squeezed. At the start of 2022, 64% of the U.S. population was living paycheck to paycheck, up from 61% in December and just shy of the high of 65% in 2020, according to a Lending Club report. We are seeing the cost of everything shooting up, says Anuj Nayar, Lending Club's financial health officer. However, paying more for gas and groceries is hitting households particularly hard, he said. You've got to eat, you've got to commute, the these are not discretionary expenses. Even among those earning six figures, 48% said they're now living paycheck to paycheck, up from 42% in December. The survey had more than 2,600 adults found. So how are people dealing with it? If you're living paycheck to paycheck and you're, you're facing inflation, if you're, just, just, let's just be very basic about this math-wise, remedial math. If you're living paycheck to paycheck, and the gas prices were two fifty three dollars a gallon. Now they're three fifty four dollars a gallon. In some places, five dollars a gallon. If you're living paycheck to paycheck, now you're gonna have a deficit, aren't you? I would think because the paycheck to paycheck was at lower prices. So we already talked about this yesterday. People are gonna be cutting out going out to eat. They're gonna be cutting out going to the movies. They're gonna be cutting out any sort of extracurricular activity that would be outside um, of the normal, you know, bills that you have to pay. You know, it used to be that I was proud that I could pay the bills, feed the kids, and buy a pack of chewing gum. At this point, you'd have to give up the chewing gum, but you might have to give up some more. 
So how are people dealing with that? And I, I want to open the lines because I want people just to vent a little bit about what we're facing. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. Or go to my website, joepags.com. Scroll down and click on contact. I do appreciate email. You're going to email me snarky, stupid stuff. I'm going to tell you that you're stupid. Uh, and if you if you write me something 18 times because you really need me to do what you want me to do, that's probably not going to uh, work out that well for you either. But a lot of people don't want to be on the radio. I get it. So go to the website, joepags.com. Scroll down. Click on contact. That'll come right to me. Joe Pags Show. Coming right back. This is the Joe Pag Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. Lots going on. Bottom of the hour. So in about 11 or 12 minutes, it'll be Papa John Schnatter. He, of course, faced cancel culture. How he's doing today. We talk up. We got to talk about cars. We have to because he, uh, Carrie, he went back and he found the, the 1972. He thought it was a 72 Z28 that he had back in the day. He sold it a long time ago. Went back and finally found it. And it was a, there's quite a story behind that. We have to start there because I'm a Camaro guy. We have to start there. Okay. All right. Looking forward to it. And we do that. And then we get into cancel culture. Why did this happen? Did he really say the N-word? Did, did he really say what they said he said in context? Why would anybody try to cancel him? What was their problem? Why did they go after him? And he actually, he's talking about blackmail. He's talking about all sorts of stuff. So it's a really good interview. And I hope that people will stick around for that at the bottom of the hour. And when I say bottom, I mean at the 30 or just after the break at the bottom of the hour. Okay? 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. How are you dealing with this Bidenflation? How are you dealing with it? If you were going paycheck to paycheck, what do you do now? It's not like you can go paycheck to paycheck, have higher costs, and still just be fine. At some point, there's going to be a deficit. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Valentin, what's going on? Hi, or Valentin, how do you say your name? Yeah, you, no, you said it right, Joe. Hey, love the show. Thank you. But this Bidenomics is killing me. Literally, I'm a big fat boy, and I like eating out. But guess what? It's limited now. I'm putting all that money in gas, electric bills higher, clothing is higher, eating out is higher, and I'm losing too much weight. Valentine, so you got to send good. a thank you note to Joe Biden that he's helping you, you get healthier, huh? No, come on now, Joe. I can't go to Root Steakhouse no more. I can't go to Saltgrass no more. I'm putting everything in the gas tank, and it's getting—it's going to waste. Now listen, man, if you want to be I'm a shrinking, I used to be a size. I, if you I want, used to be a forty-eight, yeah, now I'm a forty-six. Ah, oh, forget it. You get way it. too skinny. Forty-six, you're way too skinny. We got to get that back up. There. Valentine, I'm okay. sorry. Carrie, I feel bad for the guy. He likes being, uh, in yeah, his words, too. a fat he likes boy. Steak, yeah, a fat boy. He wants to go ahead and, and eat. 
You talk about Roos Chris, you know, that's that's going to be a stake. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And oh, and, uh, and Valentina's not happy. He's got to put it all in the gas tank. And he's losing. Mm-hmm. I, Carrie, in my lifetime, I've never heard anybody look at me and say, I'm losing too much weight. <laughs> I don't think I've, I've never had either. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Poor Valentine. It is uh, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. I'm interested in hearing from people from other parts of the country, too. Cost of living is is through the roof in some places already. And now you're talking about paying more for things that we all need, like groceries, like meat, like gasoline. And, and when you're paying more for those things that you used to sort of have a budget for, how do you work around that? 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. Catherine, Boston, what's going on? Hi. Hey, how you doing? Living the dream. What's happening? Well, it's just been, it's been really difficult to get by sometimes because, you know, I, I can't pay for, for gas anymore for my car to get to work. So now I got to take the, you know, public transportation and, you know, I'm used to, I work weird hours. So, you know, I, I usually just order food, but now I got to like make food. And it's just, you know, I get that there's a, a crisis going on in Ukraine, but it's just like, we're not there. So I don't understand right. why I have to be affected by things when, you know, Biden is doing all of this crazy nonsense that we're not even a part of. Right. I just think, you know, it's, it's none of our business and, you know. I don't think we should make be making decisions in something that doesn't involve us. Have you literally stopped driving your car and you're taking public transportation because it's cheaper? Yeah, no, it's it's like it, gas has gone through the roof. I can't drive anywhere now, and especially because you know traffic and you're sitting there longer. I right. Mean, what what, what is it? What, what is the price? What is it? What is the price per gallon in Boston? It. I think it just jumped over five bucks. Oh know, man, it's not you know California where it's. $7. No, but $5 a gallon is crazy, whereas you used to pay 3 three thirty, something like that. Now you're talking about two more dollars a gallon. That is a big difference. That's huge. Exactly. You know, I just filled up a couple weeks ago. It was like three fifty, which is already ridiculous. Right. But $5? Doesn't make any sense. I'm, I'm sorry that you're facing that. I think a lot of people, Catherine, thank you. I think a lot of people are in that same position. And, um, you know, as much as some people listening go, oh, come on, just cook yourself some food. She might be working all sorts of hours of the night and then she's got to sleep during the day or something. She said she had weird, uh, you know, work hours. And again, there is nothing being considered by the elites in Washington or the elites in Boston or the elites, you know, fill in the blank. You got people who are not going to feel this. Keep in mind, the president of the United States is not filling up his gas tank. You and I are. He's not buying his vehicle. You and I are. Same thing for the members of Congress. We're taking care of all of that. These people have it easy. So when there's a struggle or there's pain, either they have to learn how to commiserate with those who are in their districts or in their states, or they just be the elites that they are and go play their racquetball at the club and have a two martini lunch and have somebody drive them. Their driver will drive them to the uh, to the next uh, meeting that they have or they're back to their office. They're not feeling it. You know, I've often said this, and I mean this. There's no reason... No legitimate reason for senators and members of the House of Representatives to stay in Washington. There's no re- I can't think of a reason. You're supposed to be doing the bidding of the people from your state. And we'll use Texas as an example. You've got Senator John Cornyn, Senator Ted Cruz. Why not? And I know that Cruz likes being home more. I talked to Cornyn about this, too. They like being home more. Why, is, why are they constantly voting? This should be, you know, a week, a month or something. Where all the votes happen, that's the only time it can happen. The rest of the month, 
all the representatives are in, their, are in their districts, all the senators are back in their states, and they actually you know, have to talk to people that voted them in. And then know that Catherine is having a problem. She's got to take public transportation because you're not doing something to take care of her in the state of Massachusetts. Back at it. About a minute for you, Jeff. What's going on? Hi. Hey, Joe. How are you doing? Living the dream. What's happening? Come on. Yep. It's, it's, it's just, it's, it just drives you nuts when you go to the pump and you're paying double or even more than double than you used to pay. And all they can say is suck it up and like it the way it is and worry about talking about let's go for natural resources or green energy. It stinks. Enjoy your show rocks. I agree. Jeff, I agree. It does rock. I'm with you on the whole, the show rocks thing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, they're, they're saying, you know, just cut back or just suck it up or just deal with it because Ukraine and fill in. No, people are suffering and not of their own accord. They didn't do anything to cause this. And we're looking at the elites who won't feel it. You know, you've got Stephen Colbert, who's not going to feel it. George Takai, who's not going to feel it. Joe Biden, not going to feel it. Pete Buttigieg isn't. So you've got people telling you what to do and how to live, and they're just acting stupidly. And they're showing how disconnected they are. And you should remember that when it comes to what late-night TV show you're going to watch and who you're going to vote for in November. When we come back, make sure you keep it here. Uh, Papa John Schnatter on The Joe Pag Show. Stay here. This is The Joe Pag Show. Thanks a lot for stopping by. I appreciate you being here. I really love having this guy on. He, of course, is the Papa in Papa John's. It's John Schnatter. John, how are you? Good to see you. Good, thanks. How you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm doing very well. We're kindred spirits for more reasons than one. I was a Domino's manager, a, a store president, uh, way back in the day, and I love seeing the rise of Papa John's. We have it in our blood. You and I are similar that way, but there's another, <laughs> there's another way that, that you don't know. I am a Camaro guy. And I'm a guy who's, I probably have owned 15 Camaros now. I've got a couple now. Um, but you went and did something that I wish I could have done. And I hope you don't mind me going there. But you went and found your, what was it, a 72Z28? What was it that, that you lost back in the day and you went back and found it again? Therein lies the problem. It was I thought it was a 72. It was actually a 71. So I put out all these um, <laughs> leaflets and publicity to find a 72Z28 Camaro. Right. Never turned up for what I sold in 83 for... 2800 bucks to get daddy out of bankruptcy and then bought it back in 2009 for 275000 <laughs> So we had 16 years and people were looking for the wrong year, but we did find her and I uh, got her back and uh, a lot of, a lot of fond memories of that car. Hey, we're talking about a split bumper car. Uh, I'm imagining I had a 71 rally sport. I did not have a 71 Z 28, but split bumper. I'm, I'm guessing was it a 396? What was it? It was a 350 Chevy, nice. had the L81 transmission, but the, the big thing back there was the differential, the rear end. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, if you had a low rear end with a lot of torque, you could really get down the road quickly. The car was extremely fast from zero to like 50, 60, but maxed out at probably 110 miles an hour because of that gear in the back. But, right. you know, it had the automatic, you shifted it, barked the tires, <laughs> you know, it was a big deal. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. The story that I heard, and correct me if I get this wrong, is you actually built one to look just like it, and then you found the original one. Did that really happen? Well, um, I owe this to my cheese supplier, Jim Loprino. He actually built me a car that was a replica. Oh, wow. 
by the way, the folks over Domino's got upset that he did that for me. <laughs> but we had a replica built in about 2001, 2002, and then we looked for the car in 2009, and that's when we hit gold. I just think that's awesome. It's John Schnatter. He is the Papa John, or he's the John and Papa Johns, and it's really an absolute pleasure to have you on. We're, we're actually not talking about cars, although I could talk to you about, about cars for the next three hours. We're talking about cancel culture. And you know what? You were the guy. You're there with Peyton Manning. You're there with uh, these other big stars. Your commercials were funny. They were great. The pizza's <laughs> great. Uh, the, the, the store franchisees could not be happier every time that you talk to them. And at the end of the day, suddenly John Schne- uh, Schnatter is a, is a racist. Suddenly he's being canceled. Suddenly we've got to get him out. John, what the hell happened? It's like out of the blue, you went from America's darling to you can't believe who this guy really is. Yeah, that was that was a rough patch. We were the genesis of uh, cancel culture. Uh, we found out what if the left, if you disagree with the left's ideology, and you have power, fame, influence, notoriety. In this case, Papa John's was the American dream, not only for me but for thousands of employees, like uh, folks like yourself that were present in the stores, franchisees, etc. Yes. And so, long and short of it, we were the perfect target. There was no history or how to model what you do when somebody comes after you. We got set up by an agency um, that was run by uh, Casey Washerman, who's the head of the DNC, who was best friends with Goodell. I was hammering Goodell. Yeah. Uh, they taped the conversation, reversed what I said. What I said was actually anti-racist. Uh, they gave it to Forbes. Forbes didn't do their homework. They ran with it. And before you knew it, you know, it was, um, it was a, a bad situation. It was the problem, it just if we go back to the genesis, the problem was that you were speaking out against the commissioner of the NFL, who you thought was making the, the, the wrong decisions. I think he, he's making the wrong decisions, too. Is that purely where it started? Like, nobody really knew what John Schneider's politics were, um, other than you jumped into that fray, and that's it, you had to be taken out. Well, I'm the luckiest guy in the world, Joe, because I have a tape. They tape me... And mischaracterize what I said, but they also taped themselves. They left the tape going uh, after uh, I, I hung up. So they 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 let themselves know. No, it was a hot mic. They told on themselves, and thank God I got that tape because otherwise it would be what did he really say? Did he really not say it? You know, be he said, she said. This case, I have a tape. Tape exonerates me, and it and it villainizes and it persecutes them. Um, real quickly. <clears throat> Laundry service was owned by Casey Washman. Casey okay. Washman, the head of the DNC, who's best friends with Goodell. I was hammering on Obama. I was hammering on Goodell. Uh, and then Joe Lockhart is the communications executive for Roger Goodell, who also was Clinton and Obama's press secretary. Wow. So how far up the food chain this goes, I don't know. That'd be speculative. But it definitely goes to Roger Goodell and Joe Lockhart. It's uh, John Schnatter. He, of course, is the Papa John of Papa John's. And uh, just an unbelievable story of cancel culture, but it's also an unbelievable story of a backbone and and wherewithal where you said, I'm not going to let you cancel me. So the long and short of it is, without getting into the the gross details, is that you're you're saying the N-word on this tape. And it was part of training where you were, uh, how how are you cajoled in even saying the N-word? Because I can't imagine a smart guy like you, uh, would let anybody make you say it. So what was the context that, that maybe many people watching and listening never got? Yeah, it was a training session, and um, not only the context, the contrast. They were trying to irritate me, unbeknownst to me. They were trying to get me to say something, unbeknownst to me. They were taping it, 
and they just kept prodding and prodding. And I just basically said, listen, guys, I'm a founder. Colonel Sanders is a founder. He has this kind of behavior. Behavior. He uses the word. I would never use the word. Right. They turned that in. They left, Forbes left the last part of that out that I never said the word. And there was a contrast. He says it. I would never say it. Um, and that's what they uh, that's what they held me up with. Uh, Casey Washman tried to extort six million dollars. Uh, we wouldn't give it to him. He was very clear that if we didn't give him six million dollars, he was going to bury the founder. He was very um, boastful to uh, Adam Silver with the NBA that hey, I got a tape on this guy. I can hurt him. So you have an agency that you pay five million dollars, and at the end of the day, they set you up and paint you as a racist and did a lot of damage to the Papa John's brand and the Papa John's uh, franchisees, and more importantly, they hurt my hometown of Louisville, uh, Kentucky. Yeah. When I stepped aside, we had a succession plan in two six, uh, 2016. The stock was right at 88 89 bucks a share. Yesterday it closed at, I think, 94 okay. So here we are six years in, and the stock is barely 5% higher than it was uh, six years ago. That's how much damage that Washerman and uh, Laundry Service did to my franchisees and my brand. His website is papajohnschnatter.com, and uh, also, obviously, Papa John's Pizza Stores are, are his baby. He's the founder. Um, I don't know the answer to this, John, and I apologize for not knowing. Are you still the CEO? Are you still involved on the board of that company? I know they tried to squeeze you out, and, and you said there was going to be a transition anyway. Did this speed that up? I mean, what is your role right now at the, at the chain? Well, I'm the founder. I'm a shareholder. Um, I'm no longer uh, the spokesperson. I'm no longer the CEO. I, I don't want to sit on the board because I run my life and I run my business on principles. Win-win, okay. uh, mutual respect, kindness, integrity, uh, collaborative alliances. And this new administration, when they took over, the first thing they started doing was not being transparent, uh, hiding things. Um, you know, it wasn't a clean business any longer. We ran a clean shop. We ran a clean business. That was important to me. That's how I want to run my business. And so I wanted to get away from them. Now, as soon as I left, uh, within six, seven months, they were in default of the loan. So it didn't take long for the product quality to uh, deteriorate, for the lack of regard for uh, the fellow human beings, the t- team, members, team members that make Papa John's great. Right. They had crashed this thing in less than seven months. But COVID came along, and we they had the captive audience with the customers yeah. and really bought them uh, two years before that the, the escapades of what they were trying to do caught up with them, i.e. 94 bucks a share yesterday, 88 bucks a share six years ago. Yeah, it's uh, John Schnatter, Papa John, of course. Uh, go to uh, PapaJohnSchnatter.com is his website. Did a great op-ed in, in Town Hall that really does spell out cancel culture, what they tried to do. Let me just throw an aside in here because I remember from Domino's, and I, and you're right, the reason why you guys were better is because the pizza, A, tastes better. It just does. Um, and, and also, I think that you you perfected the model that you learned from them because of their success, and you did it better. Having said that, what's really important in a chain like this, and again, I, I'm, I'm just a dumb guy on the radio now, correct me if I'm wrong, is if I go to Papa John's in Louisville, or if I go to Papa John's in San Antonio, it better taste the same, it better be the same quality, and it better be what I expect. I mean, that's the success, isn't it? Well, as Ray Kroc said at McDonald's, your quality is only as good as your uh, consistency. Right. And we had a matrix met, uh, metrics in place that you measure the quality of the experience. There's two things that go into making a superior quality Papa John pizza. One is better ingredients that you talked about. And two is you got to put it together right. 
And the thing we had with our measuring system was it forced the franchisees and the store presidents, like you were in your previous life, yeah. to make the product correctly. The first thing they did when they came in was take out the quality measurements. So quality, since I've left, has just done this. Yeah, you That's, can't do that. You just can't do that and be successful. You can't do it when you say better ingredients, better pizza, because that's your point of differentiation. Um, the second thing they did is they took away our Go Left program for our culture. We were paying the employees some $34 million a year in bonuses. We had a cap on the profit of food service. We had a win, 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 win. And what they did, they took it out to where the executives in the C-suite, they get their stock options, you know, and then the employees, they get screwed. Um, and they've hurt a lot of people with this. And uh, we had a great company. We were the best place to work in Kentucky for five years running. Uh, we were the number one uh, pizza in ACSI for some 19 years. Uh, we've lost all of that. We lost the ACI, ACSI the last two years. We're no longer the best place to work in Kentucky. We're not even in Kentucky. We've laid off 400 employees at corporate alone. That's 400 families that have lost their job, lost their income, because the guy up in the top is making, you know, six, eight, nine men a year, and the guy in the bottom is getting screwed. And, and all of this, John, just to get you out of the way, because you, you weren't uh, politically where they wanted you to be. There's no doubt they're obsessed with me. Wow. Uh, I know for a fact in the board meetings and the uh, FAC, especially the board meetings, I'm a topic of conversation, and I should be, because what they did won't stay in the light of day. These people have uh, committed fraud. Uh, they've done incredible damage to the franchisees, um, to the employees, and to the communities. And sooner or later, I don't have, you know, I don't have, I've forgiven the unforgivable. I don't have the vindictive bone in my body. But sooner or later, these people will pay for this some way, somehow, because it's it's just wrong to take a great brand. Like you said, Peyton was great. Uh, everybody was making money. We had nine years where the graphs everywhere just went like this. Right. And they completely threw this out the window. So, um, yeah, they will be held accountable. PapaJohnSchnetter.com. I appreciate you giving me the time. Let, let me just ask you, if you don't mind, I'm going to uh, put out the link everywhere so people will go click on it and read your, your op-ed. Just give me a couple of uh, pieces of, of advice that you've got for people who are facing cancel culture every single day. Somebody tries to take me down. I'm a racist. I'm a white supremacist, all this garbage. And, and to me, I blow it off. Uh, I, I've taken your advice without seeing it, uh, where I would never apologize for something I didn't do. That's just dumb. Um, but, but what beyond that? Because people really do believe that social media is real life and they react to it in a very, very bad way. What should people do when they feel the cancel culture hammer coming down on them? The reason you have to take it for real is that the average American doesn't believe anything in mainstream media. I think their approval is 15%. So yeah. they, they know that mainstream media, it's, it's, Trump calls it uh, false uh, media. I right. call it pseudo news. Um, but anyway... But unless there's something that's negative about somebody, then for some reason uh, the electorate does believe that you know he did that or he did that. So they really don't buy uh, what the media is selling unless it's something negative. So you have to be have to take it very seriously. One is you fight back. Two is you don't apologize. Three is you hire the right PR firm. I had when this all went down, I had uh, poor representation at Papa John's. <clears throat> I had poor leadership at my board of directors. And I had poor uh, counsel with my uh, attorney out in L.A., and I had poor PR with Mike Citrick. Yeah. As soon as I got rid of um, Glacier Wells and Mike Citrick 
and hired Terrence Healy and uh, Mark Serrano of Proactive, the whole thing changed. The problem is that was 12 months, 14 months into it, and these people had already done the damage. So if you don't have the right people around you, you're not going to fight like hell, you don't have the truth on your side, and you don't have a good PR firm, and you're a high-profile person, you're, you're going to be in a quandary. I've got a lot of folks coming to me right now going, what do I do? And the answer is be proactive. Get the right PR firm and get the right people around you. And if you made a mistake, don't apologize, but own it. And if it's false, in my case, where it was a false narrative, yeah. you just yeah. fight like hell. So fight like hell, don't apologize, and, and don't back down. You, you, an apology was put out. Was that put out by you or the PR firm? And, and to do it again, you would not have apologized. We did not. I did not apologize. The uh, company sent out sent out an apology that was mischaracterized. The company did it. Okay. I, I apologize for the situation, for the misunderstanding. Yeah. I don't even apologize for what I said because what I said was anti-racist. But unbeknownst to me, the company was trying to get rid of me. Mm. If you look through every empire in history, um, there's always assassinations of the emperor. And so, I mean, I think in um, the Roman Empire, less than a hundred years, they had four or five. Uh, um, Roman emperors that got uh, murdered by right. inside people. So when you have the kind of power that, that I had, the kind of money, again, we had notoriety, we had influence, we had money, and we were the American dream, and you have a weak board of directors who um, is more concerned about uh, nonsense in the, the media than they are really running the, running the business and taking care of the people. As you know, you walked a mile in those shoes at store level. Yeah. Those are the folks with the heartbeat. Uh, then you're going to get yourself in a situation where um, you know you get uh, you get stabbed in the back, and that's kind of what happened. But that's okay. This is all uh, worked out okay. Um, the stock's exactly where it was, you know, six years ago. I've had the use of the funds for six years, and it's a lot better than five percent. Um, I do hate Good. to see what they've done to the brand. They've destroyed the brand. They've destroyed uh, the business model, and that company's in for a lot of um, a lot of heartaches down the road. Well, I appreciate your backbone. I appreciate your bravery. And thank you for writing this op-ed where you can teach other people who certainly aren't on the same level as you, but we face this cancel culture every day in America and on planet Earth because of social media and the power that we've somehow given it. Thank you for your strength in teaching people how to deal with it. And hopefully we can do this again. Maybe talk about cars some more. I'd love that, John. One thing I want to leave your audience with. Please. They think, well, it can happen to me. It can happen to Rogan. It happened to you. It can, if you disagree with the left's ideology... They will attack you at whatever level you are. So you, you've got to stick to your guns, uh, always search for the truth, always question things. Don't ever lose your independent critical judgment, and don't let somebody talk you into, because they think that way, you should think that way. That's yeah. just not healthy. Perfect advice. Uh, PapaJohnSchnatter.com. Go to his website. Papa John, John, thank you so much, my friend. Come back soon. Thank you, John. Okay, we're back after this. Stay right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. Great to have you. Thanks for being here. Really glad to, to hook up with John Schnatter. Um, the guy, in my belief, has been railroaded, without a doubt. I think that he's on to something when he says they wanted to get him out. And they got him out, and now they've, they've changed the quality of the product. And, and it's a shame, because the guy founded something great. And, and the whole controversy over whether he said the N-word or didn't say the N-word, 
he was talking about how Sanders used it and about how he wouldn't. Colonel Sanders, the guy Harlan Sanders, who, who of course, was from KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken. And I guess they were recording it. He says he's got a clear recording in context that proves that he did not. He was not calling anybody that. He didn't use the word or something like that. And, and I got to tell you, it's a shame that it looks like because he came out and he was against Goodell, this might have led to the ultimate demise of him from his own business, which makes me crazy. We'll have him on again. I could talk to him for two hours. Good guy. He does absolutely live the American dream. And uh, you can look to him for, for a model of how to be a success. Keep it here. Coming back. This is the Joe Pegg Show.